Welcome to Natural Kids Health Podcast, hosted by board-certified health practitioner Fraser Bridgman. Fraser shares how she went from world judo and jiu-jitsu champion to dedicating her life to helping her daughter, Michaela, who was struggling with life-threatening health issues. After helping her daughter get her health back, she has become a world-renowned health coach. Fraser now shares how you can help your own family achieve the health and wellness goals they deserve. Now here's Fraser. Hi, and welcome to episode three of Natural Kids Health. I'm Fraser Bridgman, and I'm here today to talk about feeding your kids and how important daily nutrition is for their optimal health. And I know in today's day and age, being busy and driving them around from here to there and everywhere can make being healthy and making healthy choices in diet a very difficult task. But I'm here to kind of just go back to tell you how important it is to make it a priority for you and your family, for your loved ones to become the best version of themselves. As I think a lot of us know that high processed foods or all processed foods can greatly contribute to a host of diseases. When you process foods, you take out a lot of the nutritional value of them and you add in a lot of preservatives that have over the last few years proven to be very filled with chemicals, toxicities that build up over time and contribute to poor digestion, can contribute to diabetes, obesity, ADHD, depression, hyperactivity, and even cancer, just to name a few. And I know that none of these things sound good to me. So I know that it's super important that we take some time sometimes to reevaluate the choices that we're making every day and what we're putting into our own bodies so that we can be the best caregivers possible for our own kids to have the energy that we need to keep up with them and the right nutrients to make us feel well and to be happy and to be healthy and that would help us to sleep but also that what we put into their growing bodies. So as children, their bodies are still developing and their brains are still developing. And if they're not getting optimal nutrition every day, we're depriving them for the ability to become the absolute best versions of themselves because their brains are starving for nutrients. And our bodies are really wonderful at making up to making do from what they get. But if we could reevaluate on a regular basis just how important it is to minimize the processed foods that our kids have every day and to maximize the nutrients that go into them you will see calmer healthier and happier kids in the long run that grow into healthy happy adults as they get older that have good eating habits because often we see in psychology that the habits that we teach our kids and the foods that we feed our kids as in a young age often stays with them throughout adulthood. So if we teach our kids that they can eat whatever they want or whatever is quick and easy and whatever tastes good, things that are deep fried and salted and processed, we teach them that these habits are okay and these habits go with them into adulthood. And the longer that they stay on a diet like this, the more detriment it can have in the long run, of course. So by reducing processed foods, We, and adding in fresh fruits and vegetables and a lot of these things, even going over towards organic, where we are not giving our kids things like pesticides and chemicals that we now put on almost all of our food in our society today, which if you really look into the science behind it, and it is astounding that it's okay for us to put on so many chemicals on our food as we grow it, and then feed it to our children. So I'm going to quickly go over with you the importance of just a number of foods that 
we call it the dirty dozen. So if you can buy organic of these 12 produces, you will definitely be doing yourself and your family a favor. So number one on the list this year is strawberries. And then spinach, kale, or collards and mustard greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, bell and hot peppers, celery, and tomatoes. So when the Environmental Working Group makes a list every year of what food gets the most chemicals added in preservatives and sprays put on it as they grow. And for 2021, these are the 12 that showed very high levels of pesticides and herbicides that do not do our bodies any favors and actually can contribute to a host of problems. And it is now being proven over and over again in science and in literature, just showing how detrimental these can be. And often, most of us, we think we wash them, but we often just rinse them with water. And that really actually does nothing. It doesn't do anything to the pesticides on them. Now, they like to compare it, to be fair, with a number of produce that actually you know, is safer to get non-organic. So when you're deciding, because it can be expensive, when you're deciding where to spend your money on organic and where not to, this list actually really comes in handy. So the SAFE or the Clean 15 list from the Environmental Working Group of 2021 is avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas frozen, eggplant, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, kiwi, cauliflower, mushrooms, honeydew melon, and cantaloupe. So these 15 are safer to buy non-organic, but the first 12, the dirty dozen, I highly suggest trying to slowly switch over to buying organic as much as possible for those to minimize the amount of exposure that you and your children ingest in toxins and herbicides and things that do harm to their body. The next thing on the list is fresh fish. So fatty fish, a good, healthy, wild source, is very good for brain development. Now, I know in North America, we don't actually feed our kids fish as often as we should. It would actually be ideal if we fed our kids fish regularly, if not three to four times a week. But this is often not the case. We find our kids to be very picky eaters. And unfortunately, it's very difficult for a child to get their daily omega-3 without eating regular fish throughout the week. So if you're a family who doesn't like fish and who doesn't get it into your kids as easily as you'd like or as often as you'd like, I can't say enough about definitely supplementing with an omega-3 supplement. And with, when it comes to omegas, you definitely want to get a high quality omega-3. Don't buy your supplements from where you buy your groceries or your toilet paper. That's what I say. But for optimal health and brain development in research, omega-3s are definitely come out on top of being extremely important for, and fundamental for kids, especially those kids that struggle already with any form of neurocognitive type problems. But of course, just for every child whose brain is developing, omega-3s are absolutely vital. And I can't say enough about getting a very good quality omega-3 supplement for your child if they're not getting in a nice fresh fish, a fatty fish like salmon and sardines, etc., on a very regular basis. I'll put a link on just so you can see the one that I recommend. But of course, if you work with an integrative health practitioner of your own, that they can help you choose a very well organically sourced omega-3 supplement for your child. The next thing that we want to talk about is vitamin D. So it's hard to get vitamin D from our diet. 
if your child does not have a tan throughout the entire year, when they don't have a tan, that means their vitamin D is low and they are not getting enough. And it is absolutely a crucial vitamin to have. And I can't say and suggest enough, just like the omega-3 supplement, also supplementing your child with a good source of vitamin D, especially in the months that are not summer and they're not out getting lots of sunshine, which gives them their dose of vitamin D. And often you can buy a bottle of very good quality vitamin D, drops that go under their tongue, taste like nothing for about $30 that lasts like six months. Can't say enough about investing that into your child's health. Another thing that I like to do, and I like to suggest to my clients to do, of course, is start your day off with your kids with a smoothie. So we have a smoothie club in my clinic, and I highly suggest it's very easily digestible. It gets your kids off to a very healthy, good start to their day. And there's so many different flavors that you can do, because I know so many kids that are such picky eaters. But if you just give them the things that they like to eat and make it into a smoothie, it helps everybody, makes everybody happy. So there's loads and loads of recipes out there. I'll try to recommend having it to be dairy-free and adding in the fruits and vegetables that your child likes. And so um, some people say, what? Adding vegetables to a smoothie in the morning? That just doesn't sound good. And you could be right. It can be a taste that takes some getting used to. So I like the very easily factor of just adding in some powdered greens to mine. But some people, you know, I also don't mind throwing in romaine lettuce. But with children who are picky eaters, of course, starting with a small amount and working your way up so that they can't really taste in the beginning is definitely a tip that I think works best. You can always add, if your kids like nuts, of course, you can add some almond butter and mix it in there, make it thick. I always suggest adding an avocado if they really like that thick, creamy texture. And I would say if you can add wild blueberries every single day, it is so high in great antioxidants and flavonoids that... I can't say enough good things about it. So I'll also post some smoothie recipes added to the link below. On top of that, in the smoothie, so I always suggest of every kid, every person really out there, it does no harm and it can only do good to be on a very good quality activated multivitamin every day, especially if your diet isn't superb. And it is really hard and almost impossible in today's day and age with what we've done with our food supply to get every single nutrient in its optimal amount every day. So it is highly suggested that everyone take a good multi-activated vitamin every day. Some kids, however, really don't do well with taking a pill. And therefore, then I like the powders that you can add to the smoothie. They have like no vitamin flavor whatsoever. They blend in really nicely. You can start with a small amount as the child gets used to it and then add up to the full amount. And I can't say enough about this. I know personally, as for me and my daughter, when I started making smoothies and adding this to it. And within one week, we were just feeling so much better, had so much more energy through the day, could think more clearly. I don't know if you've ever had the days where you just have like foggy thinking and you feel like your memory has just gone. Well, that totally went away when I was taking my powdered multivitamin inside my smoothie every single morning. And I got in the routine of that. Life drastically changed for me for the better. And I just think that if you should definitely give it a try for you and your kids as they're back to school now, this can help them so much with their focus at school, giving them better attention, helping them to retain information. And even those kids that really struggle with the social anxiety of it, just having their nervous system calmed down with a really high quality vitamins throughout the morning is highly, highly recommended. Can't say enough good things about it. Now, some kids 
And often this happens is that their nutrition has been poor over the few years or since the beginning of their little lives. And it can lead to kind of some gut health. Maybe they've been on antibiotics throughout their years on and off or a number of times, or maybe even just once. And it has created a bit of an imbalance in their gut. And there's tons and tons of science and literature now that's showing how important the gut health is to brain health. And since all of our nutrients go through our guts, this is kind of an extremely important topic when you're talking about food and nutrition and diet. So if your guts aren't working and your digestive system isn't working optimally, it can have a really hard time digesting food and therefore absorbing the nutrients from the food that we eat. So sometimes people's gut health has gotten so poor that even when they switch to a very healthy diet, it still lacks the enzymes and the ability to break down the food and absorb it to get the nutrients from it. And this is actually a common problem in our society, just from the the way that we've eaten a lot of deep fried foods and again, how much we use antibiotics. So it's quite often that I would say if that your child has any form of stomach ache problems, bloating, gas, any form of digestion problems at all, I would say while their gut is healing and as you change your diet and you get you can do, you know, a candida overgrowth test or a food sensitivity test. But while their guts are healing and getting used to this healthy diet, I definitely would suggest putting them on a digestive enzyme when they eat food. If they are struggling in any way, and then you add the digestive enzyme, it really just helps them and helps their intestines and their digestive system break down the food so that their bodies can absorb all of the nutrients in it that you want them to absorb. So it just makes it more efficient than digestive system more efficient in breaking down the food and absorbing the nutrients that they need for growth and health. And second of all, I would say putting them on a daily probiotic to rebalance that gut is super important, especially if your child has ever been on antibiotics. And I know this has really been a big thing in media lately, and it is true. And it is, if you even go into a children's hospital and you talk to a gastrointestinal specialist, it is now very across the board that probiotics are proven to be just extremely important in the world of not only autism, but in all children's health, that once they have had any kind of dysbiosis of the gut, meaning like an overgrowth of negative bacteria or even positive bacteria, but just an overgrowth of it, you have to rebalance it to get back into that happy balance of gut health. And probiotics are uh, the way to get there. And I just can't suggest it enough if ever your child has had any gut problems at all. Of course, coming back to just your daily diet, then of course it leaves a, what can my kid eat? And I can't say enough. Of course, teaching your kids about the importance of health is so important. If they don't really understand, then it's easier for them to stick to what they've gotten to. But making time together to kind of figure out what would be snacks and foods for lunches and dinners they would that they would like. So and adding these fruits and adding these vegetables, making sure that they have lean lean choices of protein at dinner and adding in vegetables. And we're going to add a bunch of recipes. And if you go to my website, of course, I'm going to add lots and lots of recipes. And of course, if you have any questions or suggestions on, hey, my kid really does well with this or that, I would love to add it. I'd love to hear from you. I always say it it would be great to kind of steer away as much as possible. And I know I don't think that doing everything 100% of the time is necessarily realistic when raising kids. But as often as we can stay away from the processed gluten and wheats of the world and adding in more rice and chickpeas and lentils and things like that, 
slowly over time, your child will get used to it and, and enjoy it. And changing up any form of dairy for non-dairy is highly recommended. So our bodies weren't really created to digest dairy and lactose. It's a bit of a touchy subject, and we're going to go into it in much more detail in science in a further episode. But for me and for my clients, I can definitely say, one, you can confirm it through a food sensitivity test if you're not sure and you think, you know, whether you want to know for sure if you're sensitive to it. But almost always it shows up on food sensitivity tests because we just don't have that enzyme to break it down. So it doesn't mean that you're allergic to it, but it can absolutely cause a latent reaction that causes inflammation in the body. And inflammation in the body is the reason that so many people have so many symptoms of so many diseases. Inflammation is the root of pretty much 80% of disease in the world. And if you can kind of keep your handle on the things that you can control and keep out the inflammation of your body with the things you can control by taking your omega-3 supplements and by not eating foods that we know contribute like dairy products, like wheat and gluten products for most people, then you're going to be far ahead of the game. And of course, we know for sure that there are foods that are absolutely problematic for health. We know that food dyes and food colorings and food nitrates that we put in our pepperonis and our hot dogs and our processed meats, these have been linked 100% in research to cancer and to ADHD and the list goes on. So just making sure that you just cut those completely out of your child's diet, you will be doing them a huge favor because nothing good can come of that. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We will go into much further detail about specifics on diet, but I just want to do an overture of the things that you should and shouldn't do. And I will link up some links to the omega-3s and the vitamin D and some further testing if you're interested, but of course also some smoothie recipes. And of course, I would be happy to hear from you if you have any questions or comments below. Have a great day. We'd love for you to continue listening on your journey to developing happy, healthy kids. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Need one-on-one guidance for your family? Schedule a free consultation with Fraser at FraserBridgman.com and we'll be thrilled to work with you. Again, that's FraserBridgman.com. Thanks for listening to Natural Kids Health with Fraser Bridgman.